0: And Father Chris Aylar, the Marian Fathers, here at the National Shrine of the Divine Mercy, and welcome back to Living Divine Mercy here on EWTN. Well, as you can tell, I am wearing our Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception's original traditional habit. This was given to us 350 years ago by our founder, St. Stanislaus Papczynski, as being a witness to the Immaculate Conception, and the white being that purity that she lived and we should all strive to be an example of. So you may have heard Father Thaddeus on a few episodes ago explain the significance of this white habit. Now, another person connected to our Marian community is somebody you may not have heard of, but is very important. And this is Blessed Michael Sopochko, best known as the confessor of St. Faustina, but who was really so much more than that. He was born into a religious Polish family on November 1st, 1888, in what is present-day Lithuania. And although we mostly think of Blessed Michael Sapochko as merely the primary witness of St. Faustina's sanctity, he has been beatified by the Church, so we know he was a holy man of sanctity in his own right. Um, He was a great theologian of divine mercy, and was a principal instrument that our Lord used to fashion the soul of Sister Faustina. But he was also the instrument of God himself, used for creating the image of divine mercy. He oversaw its painting and development. Uh, spreading the chaplet of divine mercy as well, and establishing the feast of divine mercy. Um, In addition to all this, he started a new congregation of religious sisters that St. Faustina herself thought she was supposed to do. And moreover, he was the one who published the detailed research for the theological basis, for the new forms of devotion of divine mercy. So this truly was an incredible man of mercy. Early in her religious life, Sister Faustina had a confessor in Poland named Father Andros, whom she admired and trusted. But then Jesus sent her to Vilnius, um, causing her much anxiety that later for her was a lesson in trust. At first, she was afraid, uh, but Jesus promised her he would send her a chosen confessor. Meanwhile, our very own Marian Blessed George Machulitis, who you've also heard from Father Thaddeus and speaking about him on an earlier program, uh, had become the Bishop of Vilnius, the same town from which came the Vilnius image of divine mercy. Blessed George arranged for Father Michael Sapochko to come back to the diocese in Vilnius, and that is when he met Faustina, just like she saw in her vision. Sapochko helped her to discern the interior visions that she was receiving and instructed her to write her diary all over again. Why? Because earlier she had burned it, because the devil played on her humility and tempted her by saying she shouldn't want the attention. So what we have today, thanks to Sapochko, is really a revised copy of the Diary of St. Faustina, so to speak. This explains why the diary is not chronological, but sometimes skips around. Blessed Michael Sopochko had her rewrite this diary and what she could remember from her early encounters with Jesus. But at the same time, he was still appearing to her, so it got a bit confusing. But Jesus put Faustina at ease by telling her, I will not let him make a mistake, so do nothing without his permission. Wow, I wish Jesus would say that about me. Michael Sapochko was a great theologian, as we said, but acknowledged he didn't fully understand the depths of God's mercy. He was most amazed by one of our Lord's messages to Sister Faustina above all others, and he made it the final testing ground of the authenticity of all of her revelations. It was the claim that mercy is the greatest attribute of God. How could this be? Because all of God's attributes are infinite. Um, He's infinite goodness, he's infinite mercy, he's infinite knowledge. But then a sepulchral found that St. Thomas Aquinas and St. Augustine had said this same thing that Faustina did while commenting on the Psalms of the Old Testament. Omniscience, omnipotence, omnipresence are all infinite, but in relation to us, Mercy is greatest, because while those other things are great, those attributes, they don't help us nearly as much as God's mercy helps us. So in that way, it is the greatest attribute of God for us. And from that point on, he never doubted Faustina at all. With all doubt removed, uh, Blessed Michael Sapochko began putting the Lord's request to Faustina into action. First, he commissioned an image of Divine Mercy to be painted. Then, on Divine Mercy Sunday in 1935, the, really the first Divine Mercy Sunday in a way, he had this image displayed over the Ostra Brahma Gate in Vilnius, Lithuania. In a nearby chapel, he preached the message of mercy, given the first sermon ever about this topic. Faustina was there. Uh, She was present when um, uh, Father Michael took the Blessed Sacrament in a monstrance to bless the people. It was then that she saw Jesus giving a blessing, while the rays from his heart extended over the whole world. In fact, we have that picture right here at the National Shrine of Divine Mercy in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. Then in 1936, Sopočko wrote the very first brochure on the Divine Mercy devotion, which became the model for so many pamphlets that we, Marian Fathers, print here in Stockbridge regarding God's divine mercy. In 1959, the Holy See suppressed Faustina's writings for a time, as you may have heard. But this was not because divine mercy is false. It was because of a false translation, a faulty translation by a nun from Polish into Italian. Now once that was clarified and corrected, everything about divine mercy was fully approved in 1978. But this was prophetic because Faustina said the Divine Mercy devotion would be suppressed for some time after her death, and it would be then accepted again. But Sapochko would have to suffer greatly for it, and he definitely did. In World War II, he had to go into hiding for about two years as a gardener with an alias because of religious persecution at that time but he used this time to establish a new religious congregation based on the proposals of St. Faustina called the Sisters of the Merciful Heart of Jesus, and they still exist today. Faustina asked Jesus why he treated Sapochko so badly, and Jesus said, "...my gaze is fixed upon him, and I permit these adversities in order to increase his merit." I do not reward for good results, but for the patience and hardship undergone for my sake. Jesus said there will be as many crowns to form his crown as there will be souls saved by this work. So, how did divine mercy then spread around the world? Sapochko gave Faustina's divine mercy materials to our Marian priest, Father Joseph Jarzembowski, to bring to America. She did on a miraculous journey despite expired travel documents just as World War II was beginning. After Divine Mercy became established in the United States and around the world, Sapochko wrote several articles for the Marian Helper Bulletin, which became the Marian Helper Magazine, and what you hopefully receive from us free of cost. Finally, there are some amazing parallels between Blessed Michael Sapochko, the confessor of Saint Faustina, and Saint Claude de la Colombière, the confessor of Saint Margaret Mary Alacoque. Both of these men helped these nuns to discern their vision of Jesus, while both had doubts. St. Claude carried the burden of spreading St. Margaret Mary's message and devotion of the sacred heart to the whole world in the same way that Sopochko had the extreme challenge of enlightening the world about the image, the feast, and the chaplet of divine mercy given by St. Faustina. Now, Both of their feast days are February 15th, coming up next week, which is the same day they both died. And this is also St. Faustina's name day, based on the early church martyr named St. Faustus. But there is one difference, however. It took 300 years for Colombier to be canonized, but only 33 years for Blessed Sapochko to be beatified. Why? Well, as Father Seraphim Minkolenko said, God is in a hurry to get his message of mercy out to the world. And that is why Jesus said about Sapochko, quote, through him, Sapochko, it pleased me to proclaim the worship of my mercy. And through this work of mercy, more souls will come close to me than otherwise would have even if he had kept giving absolution day and night for the rest of his life. Because by so doing, he would have labored only for as long as he lived. Whereas, thanks to this work of mercy, he will be laboring to the end of the world. Yes, it would be amazing to have Jesus speak about you that way, wouldn't it? Um, and now, speaking of God's divine mercy, let's hear the story of a young boy named Royce Guzman who has struggled with some difficulties in life, but has also brought about divine mercy living in a way that inspired his whole family. This is the story of Royce Guzman. Good morning, Royce. It's Friday. Come on, time to get up, you can do it.
1: was born we had all of these hopes and dreams and so excited he just seemed you know just like any other child in the beginning and at his second birthday we did notice that when we were singing happy birthday to him he would cover his ears but we just thought he was being shy and he didn't like all of the attention but it was really when he turned two that we started noticing little things he would not have a conversation with us and We started noticing when we would call him and say, Royce, come here. He would act like we weren't even calling him. So it was little things like that that we knew we needed to get him help. He was diagnosed with autism. You immediately want to get the best care and therapy treatment as soon as possible. So he had one session about the end of February and then uh, one in March. And then that's when the pandemic hit. We didn't know what we should do. It was such a dark time already. Our whole world was just turned upside down. Sometimes I envision myself crying into her veil because I feel like our mother's the only one that can understand the pain. I feel her lifting my head up and that gives me hope. I was talking to my mom and um, I just let her know that I was really nervous and worried. We didn't know what was going on, what to do. So she told me that um, she had been praying the Divine Mercy every day at three o'clock and that I should do the same thing. So I did, I started praying the Divine Mercy every day at three o'clock and the kids would join in too because I would put it on the TV, on YouTube. So with Royce, he's mostly nonverbal, and one day, I had the Divine Mercy playing, and Royce just started singing along to it, and I I couldn't believe it. So right away, I was calling my mom, calling my dad, letting them know we have to see this. What's so neat about it, though, is he's so excited. He'll jump around, and that's how you know that he's engaged, and I thought, maybe this is just a one-time thing, but It turned out to be daily. So the next video that popped up was the rosary. It turned out that he fell in love with both. So every day he wanted to listen to the divine mercy. And there was a particular video that um, played the rosary and uh, he would sing along to that. Sometimes three, four, five times. (laughs) He just really loved it. So that brought joy to our hearts. We were so excited and it gave us hope too. When Royce enrolled into school, we were really nervous. I remember the first day going um, to the school, and we were meeting with the principal and the speech pathologist. Some kids have teddy bears. He had the diary of St. Faustina. And I was letting the speech pathologist know that this is his favorite book, and she told me, not a problem. It's a very special book. He can definitely have that here with him. I let them know that it may look like he's not paying attention. He might be jumping up and down, he might be looking away, but he's taking everything in. I
2: have a
0: statue of a sacred heart that my mother gave to me, and I gave it to my oldest daughter. So we should be passing things to one generation to another chapter to my daughter and my daughter passing it down to her, her son.
1: We are Catholic, it's not what we do, it's who we are. We're just doing our best to live our faith and to make sure that that lives on after we're gone. We've had the Divine Mercy Society here became a charter about 15 years ago and Royce has his own little vest and my daughter takes him on these little pilgrimages and it brings joy to other people. I think it helps other people in their faith.
2: When we look at the beauty of this young lad, we see so much that is right and so much that is such a grace from our Lord that many of us don't have. And I tell people, the biggest mistake we make, those of us who are much older, is that we grow up when we're not supposed to. Jesus reminds us in the Gospel of St. Matthew, unless you become like this child, this child, You will not enter the kingdom.
1: Royce is growing both physically and spiritually. We're preparing. He has First Communion in May. So I scheduled an appointment with the religious education director, letting her know about how he is severely autistic and mostly nonverbal, but he knows his prayers. He can pray the rosary. And she was really excited and she said, wow, he's actually ahead of all the other kids. And I just broke down in tears because that's the first time I've ever been told that he was ahead. <laughs> Through our devotion to the divine mercy and the building of our relationship with our mother, Mary, praying the rosary every night, our faith is stronger. Our kids are excelling. Our daughter just received a scholarship. She's wanting to go into environmental engineering to make the world better, not only for her brother, but for others. And with Royce, we celebrate each accomplishment. I'll always have that fear of who will take care of him when we're gone. But through prayer, I've given strength to move forward and know that everything will be okay. I've found a renewed hope and happiness as a mom with a child with special needs. I trust in God. Okay, Royce, it's time to go to bed. Tell Jesus thank you. Good night, Jesus. Good night, Royce. I love you.
0: Well, thank you, Royce, to you and your family for being such great examples of living divine mercy. Now, next week is also February the 11th, a special day for us Marian fathers. Not only is it Our Lady of Lords, but it also is the third anniversary of the passing of our beloved Father Seraphim, one of our patriarchs of divine mercy. Let us watch a quick clip talking about this great man.
2: I'm Deacon Joe Roche. Of the Congregation of Marians of the Immaculate Conception. And with me today is Father Seraphim Michalenko, also a Marian. Welcome, Father Seraphim. Good afternoon. I'm Father Seraphim Michalenko of the Congregation of Marians of the Immaculate Conception of the Most Blessed Virgin Mary. I was a former rector of the National Shrine of the Divine Mercy in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. I was founder and former director of the John Paul II Institute of Divine Mercy. I was a former vice pastor later for North America in the canonization process of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. Jesus, I trust in you. You're gonna to have to do some trusting. I'm only given 15 minutes according to the schedule, but I've got a, perhaps an hour's worth of stuff here.
1: You get older? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have it. of Faustina must be taken care
2: of. It. We see creation as an image of the Father, and we see the redemption as the image of the Son, but the Holy Spirit has only the church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, as representing Him. Like the wind that you don't see, you only see the effects of it. Well, in a sense, the very word, when we take it from the Latin, particularly, it is misericordia, showing heart to the miserable. That's a conventional. Miser meaning miserable and cordia yes. meaning heart. heart. Right. Now in biblical language, heart is the whole being of a person. Okay. Dear friends, may the blessing of almighty God and his mercy be upon you through his grace and his love for humankind at all times, now and always, and forever and ever, in the
1: name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.
2: But the goodness of Jesus is infinite. He had promised me visible help here on earth, and a little while later I received it in Vilnius in the person of Father Sopochko. Father Sapochko must be well loved by God. I say this because I myself have experienced how much God defends him at certain moments. When I see this, I rejoice greatly that god has such chosen ones seeing father sapochko's sacrifice and efforts for this work i admired his patience and humility this all cost a great deal not only in terms of toil and various troubles but also of money and father sapochko was taking care of all the expenses i can see that Divine Providence had prepared him to carry out this work of mercy before I had asked God for this. Oh, how strange are your ways, O God, and how happy are the souls that follow the call of divine grace.
0: Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. And as we said, Blessed Michael Sapochko used to write for us in what became the Marian Helper magazine. So if you'd like to receive a free copy, please contact us at 1-800-4-MARIAN or visit marian.org slash marianhelper. And please be with us next week as we'll be talking about a special day, February 14th, because it's Ash Wednesday and St. Valentine's Day. Was he a real saint? We'll talk about that. Until then, may Almighty God bless you, the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.